0: Welcome back to our series on intimacy and MS.
1: Today, we continue our conversation with a few members of the MS community. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Season 3 of the Myelin and Melanin Podcast. I'm
0: Dawn. And I'm Dana. We're just two Black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between.
1: You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're a fan of the
0: podcast, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron through our Patreon. Patrons can gain exclusive access to bonus content, giveaways, chances to join us on the Myelin and Melanin Party Line, and more.
1: We'd like to thank our music producer, Shah Severe for providing our podcast music over the years. You can find him on Instagram at shah.severe, and you can also find him on YouTube. So... Uh, About a year and a half ago, I was in my neurologist's office and I picked up a brochure that talked about intimacy and MS. And the title of it is actually Intimacy and Sexuality and MS. And it's a publication that the MS Society, um, I guess, dispersed to various organizations or doctor's offices and things like that. So I picked it up and I'm like, "Hmm, okay, well, I'm single now but it still is a thing for me, so I suppose I should read it, right? So um, I'll just read it for you all, and uh, then we can just kind of get started and dive in. So what does intimacy mean? For many people, the term is synonymous with sex. In other words, being intimate with another person means having a sexual relationship. However, a satisfying intimate relationship rests on a much broader foundation of trust, open and honest communication, shared goals and expectations and mutual respect and concern. So intimacy refers to all of all of the ways, both non ver- both verbal and nonverbal in which partners connect with one another and enjoy their unique closeness. And that's from the MS society. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: very interesting and I think like it is a testament to why loving yourself is such an important first thing that really needs to happen before you can even think about being in an intimate relationship, even a an intimate platonic relationship with another person you have to um you have to love yourself, so yeah, I think that for sure kind of encapsulates that. Anyway, so today we are speaking with three different women who embody self-love in different ways, and we're excited to hear their stories. So all of you uh, remember Kiana from last week, who started our series, our intimacy series off with a discussion about self-love and how um, the work that she does kind of helps um, embody self-love in other people. So, and she also shared about her, or shared information about her MS journey. Um, so Kiana, thank you for being back with us. Hey, I'm um, so thrilled to be here. <laughs> yes, thank you. So we think that, will not think that, we know that what you do helps women, I think, find balance and uh, learning to appreciate each part of themselves. Um, with that said, could you maybe refresh Um, our listeners' memories a little bit about and talk briefly about how what you do as a boudoir photographer um, kind of helps embody the idea of self-love.
2: Yeah. So um, I have the privilege to every week when I work with women um, to just remind them of the connection that they can have with their body if maybe it's been buried a little bit or maybe like they feel like it's been severed for certain experiences i get to remind them how to return to their body a lot of people you know just assume that it's about taking sexy pictures but then they walk away finding out that it's it's way more than that because i do a lot of um, right inner work with people um so some of the things that I do to help, um, these women is I'll just ask them questions about what they love about themselves. And nine times out of 10, um, some people, they don't really know or they haven't really asked themselves that question. So I liberate them in that sense to where they can start asking themselves these questions. So that's one of the things that like, I feel like we kind of don't consider ourselves in a lot of, uh, Places, you know, especially being women, we're so right. certain, certain nurturing of other people. So I, I bring yes. the conversation back to them, back to their body. Um, and then that's where
1: the journey starts. Ah, wow. Thanks. Yes. Thank and you. And we are also joined today by Jasmine. Uh, and what drew us, Dana and I, to Jasmine was, well, many things drew us to her, but I'll just specifically speak to her IG page. And Jasmine, was posting unapologetically about her adventures and her pole dancing classes. And we thought this is like so perfect for the series and just so perfect for people who have, you know, MS or chronic illness or chronic autoimmune illness to say, you know what, Hey, let me take a look at what's going on with me and, and own this and, and feel beautiful and, and exhibit that in another way. So Hello, Jasmine. Thank you for joining us. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about your MS journey and all of the good stuff?
3: Awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, My MS journey started like a few days before Thanksgiving, um, where I was driving home from work and I couldn't really feel my face or my hands or my legs. Um, And so all of that led up to hospitalization And, um, I actually got diagnosed on Thanksgiving day of 2018. Um, so the past kind of year or so, uh, was trying to figure out how I was going to do fitness. Um, because prior to being diagnosed, I was a personal trainer and I would run like six or seven miles a day. Um, but then kind of MS took that away. And so I had a friend who, um, her name is Milan. That's her pole name. We go by pole names in class. Mm-hmm. Um, my pole name is Fiji, like the island. Uh-huh. I love it. But <laughs> <We'll be too>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she had been teaching class, pole classes for years. And I kept saying, oh my goodness, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then finally I just joined. And then I just fell in love with it ever since um, July of last year. And so I go every Sunday um for her series class. I'll be in the showcase and things of that nature. So it's just a fun kind of way to explore your body. Plus you get to wear mm-hmm. like eight inch pole boots, which a lot of people can't wear. Um which is a, a, <sighs> yeah. a, a cool thing seeing as though some days I walk with the cane and then some days I can dance in pole boots. So mm-hmm. it's been right. it's been pretty dope.
1: Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. And so I imagine the pole dancing classes has helped you foster self-love because you see your capabilities, like you're not unable to do, you know, um, certain, I guess, twists around the pole. I mean, well, some days you're probably, you know, not really up to it, but like knowing that you could wear those shoes sometimes that's, that's okay. Or the boots sometimes that's fostering self-love like, okay, I'm loving myself enough to say, Hey, I, I can do this. I can dive in and be amongst the other women.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Wow. And that's the best thing about pole is because it doesn't matter like your size or what you have going on. Kind of everybody is like focused kind of on their selves. And so mm-hmm. Um when I first started I would like wear t-shirts and like longer shorts and now i kind of I've been doing it for almost a year, like I'm out there in like a sports bra and like a bathing suit bottom yeah. and calling it a day. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool.
1: Love it. Yes. Yes. And finally,
0: um, we're also joined by Dr. April Moreno. And April also has a podcast called The Sisterhood of Limitless Living. I have that right. Don't yeah. I? Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. Because I'm that's <laughs> like, you know, I was afraid I was gonna get tongue tied. But in any case, her podcast focuses on living well with autoimmune illness. Um, could you talk to us, April, a little bit about your health journey and how you embody self love?
4: All right. Thanks so much for inviting me here to talk on this podcast. I love this conversation that we're having here. Um, Both of you women that we're speaking to, Kiana, Jasmine, you're doing amazing things out there. Um, And so, yeah, uh, my autoimmune journey started about four years ago. It was in 2016. 2016 was a heck of a year. And it was in the summer. And I started having headaches and some vision problems. And um, basically was diagnosed in an emergency room. And from there began the journey of understanding the power of mindfulness, wellness, and just getting to know myself through this journey of, um, you know, I never got to the point of anger. I got to more of a point of, there was resignation and then there was openness. There was this humility. It was like, I have, I have no control over what's going on right now. Um, for me, it was, you know, God was in control of my life and basically beginning this practice of mindfulness, um, started the journey. I was working on my third year of my PhD program. I was working a full-time job at the time as well um, in public health surveillance. Um, it was somewhat abusive. And um, when I quit, I just got on this plane to go to Vegas and celebrate And I ended up with the worst panic attack of my life. And um, so basically it was this combination of anxiety, panic disorder, and then the new autoimmune diagnosis um mm-hmm. that was this whole journey you know and from there um met a wonderful psychologist who taught me the practices of mindfulness and um so then after that i was just like got my pre- my prescription medications together um started this new practice of doing yoga and understanding the body and healing from mm-hmm. within and then taking that next step i started this community of the sisterhood of limitless living Uh, So basically the the principles of the Sisterhood of Limitless Living are being proactive, practicing mindfulness, and then living uh, with Limitless Living. So it's stepping forward despite whatever autoimmune condition. So my community has people with uh, MS, lupus, type 1 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and a few other like even smaller, uh, lesser known, uh, more rare conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, One was, it's called PSC. I can't remember the full name, but Mm -hmm. uh, one of our members... Um, recently in my podcast, she has a uh, this other condition, PSC. I believe it's a liver or a kidney. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I can't remember. It's one of the organs yeah. of the body, and then it's an inflammatory condition. So, um, yeah, it's just been a wonderful journey of learning, building community, and working with women who um, believe in the power of healing from within.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. This is so empowering to listen to you know, you all are just absolutely amazing. And it's just, like I said, it shows the strength that we have. I absolutely, I love mm-hmm. it. And and I, I admire your tenacity and, you know, just how you keep pushing forward. And, you know, like, life doesn't have to be so difficult. We can make lemonade all the time if we choose to. Rotten lemons. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes, honey. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can always add some right. something sweet. <laughs> yeah. So we Dana and I, when I say we Dana and I, were talking a couple weeks ago about the preparation of the series and everything that we're going to dive into and start talking about. And um I just so happened to say, you know. I was talking to my friend, um, someone that I'm, I don't know. I don't know what we are, but we are in a situation ship, put it that way. And, um, and he had said to (laughs) me, um, you are enough. And he says that to me, like, I don't know, several times, like over the past few months. And I kept saying, I'm enough. Okay, thanks. And it didn't like, I didn't digest it because I don't think I felt that I was enough. And so when I was telling Dana this, she was like, oh, I found, I found this meme. It's so funny that you mention that because I found this meme about, just about that. So I'll, I'll read it to you all and then we can talk about it. Um, and the, the title just says enough. It says, you have what it takes. You are strong enough. You are brave enough. You are capable enough. You are worthy enough. It's time to stop thinking otherwise. And start believing in yourself because no one else has the dreams that you have. No one else sees the world exactly like you do. And no one else holds the same magic inside. It's time to start believing in the power of your dreams, my beautiful friend. Not next year, not next month, not tomorrow, but now. You are, and I. it cut off, and it says you are enough. <laughs> and I, I. I love that. You always have been enough. Like... Mm -hmm. And I, I was feeling the insecurity because, and we had this discussion with dietitian, Anna, I don't know if you all are familiar with her, but she's, um, a diet dietitian who also, she has MS and she talks about, um, what is it, uh, what is it, uh, diet culture and things like that. And so, and just about being Mm -hmm. aware of your body and, and loving, loving the skin you're in basically. And so as I was explaining this to Dana, the whole you are enough um, statement, I was like, I don't even know if I I feel that because all of the insecurities that I have superseded him telling me that. And it was almost like I didn't want to believe it. And so I'm really, really trying to peel off the layers of what that means um, because I know I have tons of insecurities. And a lot of that comes from having you know, being diagnosed with this crazy illness. I don't know. What do you all think about that whole, that statement? You are enough. Anyone can dive in. Oh man. Yeah. That's,
2: I know it's a lot. Yeah. I honestly, like I tell people that every single day almost, uh, you know, I'm always shouting those things, but you're so right. Like when it comes to ourselves, we have a hard time kind of, um, absorbing and digesting that. Um, and a lot of it, I think, kind of spawns from our brain's primary function or one of the primary functions is to protect ourselves. So if we're mm-hmm. g- starting to believe that it's, it feels like unknown territory, yes. so it feels unsafe, you know. So um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I do with myself almost daily, <laughs> and I do it with my coaching clients and my photography clients, I just start asking that voice of self-doubt, like, well, what is it that I'm afraid of? Like, what is it that I don't believe about this statement? And like, I ask it in a gentle way and that usually brings me to some type of answer and then I can start to examine and work on whatever that is or heal that part. You know, sometimes it takes a couple days or hours and sometimes it takes months. But um, I, I feel like it, even memes like that, like they sound good, you know, and we always feel like it's it's talking about somebody else. It's not talking about me because we're a little right. afraid mm-hmm. and a little bashful to, to accept that for ourselves. But that's so heavy for so many reasons. Does it display yeah. some sort of <laughs> yeah. like yeah.
1: inadequacy that we feel if we don't believe it? Like, do we feel like we're inadequate? We're not enough? Like, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I'm trying to really think about that. Like, what do you all yeah I kind of think about it, yeah, I think about it in terms of
4: childhood,
1: yeah you know when you're Literally a child where it it's starts. Not even
4: questionable yeah, it's not even a question, and at some point we get to this situation. I'm not exactly sure the whole mechanism of that, but at some mm-hmm. point we start to question that and i'm get, I'm for sure thinking like adolescence and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know it just it was our natural state to know that we were enough and, and somewhere something happened to change
3: that.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Jasmine.
3: Yeah. What were you going to say, Jasmine? Well, I was saying, and I think a lot of times when we um, equate like, are we enough? We put yes. too much of that into someone else. And so we, mm. we wait to hear that from someone else. But when we do hear it from a person we expect, it still takes a while for us to internalize it. And so like it yes. requires us to be able to have a moment of reflection where it's like I for myself have to believe I'm enough before anyone else can tell me I'm enough because you can mm-hmm. tell me mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But until I actually am able to like receive it and be open to receiving it, then mm-hmm. I'm never going to feel like I'm enough. And that's yeah, just kind of like yeah. my perspective on it.
1: I think that's so good. It is good. And I think like not believing it for yourself, I- I'll speak for for me not believing, not even consciously knowing that I don't believe it. I'm overcompensating and I'm like always trying to please. So I really strongly feel like MS has turned me into a a people pleaser because I feel Mm -hmm. like a burden. You know what I mean? Like I feel that my disability or my inability to do certain things, like I have to like – make up for what I can't do. And so that interferes with intimacy or intimate relationships or situationships. You know what I mean? Whether it's platonic or romantic, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to uh-huh. please. And I just, and I'm using this example because it's just recent, but he had said to me, he was like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to like try because I I love you for who wh- who you are. And I'm just like, wow, that." that's so special and beautiful. And I love that someone can express that to me. But if you don't believe that with yourself, like you will never go forward in that relationship. No. I was
2: just going to say, like, I feel like a lot of that has to do with, like you were saying, like you're a people Mm -hmm. pleaser. Um, And like Mm -hmm. a lot of times we'll try to um, refrain from seeming too sick or needing too much help or whatever, Um, So we're really not giving voice to what it is that Uh we need and we're not honoring that. So then it's almost like a self portrayal So we're not practicing. um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. (laughs) We're not practicing. We're not practicing thinking that for about ourselves or like expressing ourselves or whatever. So then when we see a meme like that, or if somebody says like, hey, you know, you are enough, like we haven't had the practice Mm -hmm. in it, you know? Like we, we haven't yep. practiced in a lot of other things. And so I think a lot of times like that's might be where the disconnect is. Cause I know for myself, at least I've, I noticed that in myself a lot. I'm like, okay, Hey, well, why is this hard? It's like, well, you haven't practiced this in mm-hmm. a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
4: Yeah. And then yes. I also wonder like, there's one school of thought out there like, like in the wellness field where, um, you know, kind of like the thoughts that lead to certain types of illness and, I'm just curious um just as a question cuz why is it that so many women have autoimmune conditions and um there there's that story about you know people with conditions like MS being like a type A person or um you know always working extra hard to do something or to prove something um I'm really curious to hear uh, your perspective on on that so maybe perhaps the feeling of uh, the you are enough um, was a struggle even before the diagnosis? I'm curious to hear what you mm, think.
1: That's a
0: great question. Really
1: yeah. good
4: yeah.
1: point. That's yeah. for all of us or
4: for me? It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even just in general, like with um, autoimmune conditions being so common in women, uh, with MS in general as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Wow.
3: Oh, that's loaded. Ooh. I know. I, I'll go ahead and start. Um. Uh-huh. I think for me, before the MS, I, I didn't believe it, that I was enough. And mm-hmm. I would I was like a, I still am a type A kind of person, um, but everyone know, had known me for always doing something. Like, I could never sit down. Mm-hmm. I was working, yeah. or I was mm-hmm. crafting, or I was in school, yep. you know, and like, yep. everyone was so concerned because even, you know, now... I started my PhD program last year but it people were like, "Okay, Jasmine, once you got your master's degree now you're in your PhD program, like what is going to be next?" And I think sometimes I have to sit back and be like, "Okay, well, am, you know, am I enough or am I adding more to my plate to make it seem as if I'm enough?" And I think yeah. right. that is kind of yeah. where for me I struggle because it is like, "Okay, once you're done with your PhD program, like what's next? And my brain is already Mm -hmm. on what's next. And I still have two more years of the program. And so it's, it's (laughs) definitely one of those kind of like sit down and relax for a second kind of thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's a a really good point. It is. And maybe it's because of the, I don't know, insurmountable (laughs) burdens that women have, you know, that are placed Mm -hmm. on us. You know what I mean? In society, mm-hmm. like, and then you couple that with, with an illness. It's like, come on. I, I don't have time to think about whether or not I'm enough or not. I just, I'm just going right. like Jasmine is saying, I'm just going and going, you know? Yeah. 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 I
4: think. Yeah, Cause I know I, like my Um, husband's always telling me like, slow down. Like I'm always coming up with things I want to do next. And like, I, sometimes I forget that I have a PhD. It doesn't matter to me. I'm like trying something new, got to keep going, you know? And then like my husband has to slow me down and say, no, you know, I think you're doing a little too much. Think about this. (laughs) Yes. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's like, it takes bravery, I think, and a a level of I don't know, being vulnerable. You got to be vulnerable. You got to, you know, tell the world I, I can't do it all. So right now in this moment, I am enough. Like what you see is what you get. And this is it. And me and all of my fullness, my beauty, this is, this is mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And be that's okay. That's exactly where it.
2: I've been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, oh, what was that, Kiana? I was just going to, that's exactly where I've been and almost really out of exhaustion. And just yeah. like mm. coming to uh, terms with what just wanting to accept and to just to to heal and nurture myself because like Jasmine was saying, like you you have all these ideas about what you want to do, and then before you're mm-hmm. done with the the one thing, you're thinking two, three steps ahead, and I'm all, a little bit of a perfectionist and workaholic and all that stuff. and it's like, no, like this is me. I'm gonna slow down and it's right. everybody mm-hmm. else, my my attention and my energy is gonna come to me for once. so. I totally
0: understand yeah. that. Right. Yeah. You know, Don, when you, um, you know, shared the story about, um, you know, your friend telling you that you were enough and really emphasizing that, I think, you know, something that came to my mind, especially when it comes to relationships and more, I guess, I say romantic relationships, like knowing that you are enough is important because it kind of eliminates or hopefully will eliminate you feeling the need to compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of, that needs to be in place. Like you can't, and I think that as women in the society that we're living in, we're kind of conditioned to compare ourselves to other people yeah to mm-hmm. other women, like mm-hmm. if we're in a you know relationship or or even not even necessarily in a relationship, we're comparing ourselves to other people, mm-hmm. like knowing that you are enough kind of has to be
1: in place for lack of a better term i don't know um yeah. i that's a good yeah. point, Dana, and I know I have done that in the past, and I have continued to do that um compare myself. And that probably plays a role in why I didn't feel or even consciously thought about being enough or like why I was always trying to, um, be extra. Yes. That's the perfect word. I mean, am I alone in that? Do you all, have you all ever experienced that?
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah,
1: definitely definitely
4: (laughs) I mean I can go into some
0: of like the relationship things like
4: in the past I dated a lot of like like unsuit unsavory and and unsuitable characters (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it was just this pattern over and over and you know I had to get to this point of realization with myself like noticing this actually a friend of mine she like kind of snapped it out of me literally we're in a restaurant having dinner and she just like why is it that you're always like, you know, finding these kind of guys and like, what are you doing to yourself? You know? And I was like, how dare you judge me? And, you know, but I took right. it home with me and I didn't <laughs> start to think about it. And I'm so glad she did that. You know, the verbal slap and verbal smack. It was so good because I really started to start to finally understand what was going on, how I was um, hurting myself, mm-hmm. how yes. I was being portrayed and how people were really watching this, what train wreck or whatever, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, from there, I started to question like, why am I doing this? What am I really thinking about myself? And then going into Mm -hmm. like this, I don't remember the details, but it was a couple of years of like self love exploration and acceptance in terms of, uh, relationships and finding, um, finding that sort of love from within myself and then being able to radiate that and then find and attract the right person. It took, you know, that journey.
0: Right. Yes, definitely. And this reminds me of a conversation that we had um, with you, Kiana, um, last week about boundaries. Like, I think that when you haven't really accepted that you are enough, when you haven't fully or started to love yourself fully, you accept a lot of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, you don't. (laughs) create boundaries so that's why you deal with all you know kinds of drama and just bullshit from you know in relationships because you really don't love you you don't believe that you're enough and so it's really hard to accept love and really you know what i'm saying like like real like it's easy to accept bs Mm -hmm. it's harder to really receive quality um and I'm, like, putting love in quotes, but just, like, to receive respect mm-hmm. and to know that, um, and this sounds very cliche, but I think you guys know, where like, where I'm going with this. But, um, yeah, when you don't love yourself and when you don't believe that you're enough, you'll just pretty much put up with whatever. And the mm-hmm. drama of whatever kind of distracts us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? When you always, there's always some... something crazy going on. It's a a distraction. And, um, yeah.
4: Yeah. You also want to look at the kind of cow that you're dealing with because it's like the same Mm. pattern over and over, you know, the same bull Mm -hmm. with, you know, just looking specifically and and addressing those.
1: Well, thank God for friends and people who really do love us and care about us because (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah, i I didn't realize I was fighting him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, how to put it, but it seemed as if I'm doing so much doing so much. And then it's like, why are you fighting this situation when I've already accepted you and all of your, your, every, all of your disability, everything about you. I've already, I love you for you. I've already accepted that. So just, I'd want you to know you are enough where you are and, where we are, this is fine for me. So you don't have to send me extra text messages or, you know, extra emojis, You know what I mean? Like, or anything like that. Those are bad examples, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to do anything like, and, and I think that's hard for a lot of women to accept, especially women with MS or, or, you know, a chronic illness, like it's hard to accept that we don't have to do more than what, what we're doing because our right, tribe right, yeah. whether it's platonic or romantic they're going to be attracted to us wh- either way like the right people are supposed to be in our mm-hmm. lives so just just mm-hmm. practice this self-love self-care and knowing that who you're presenting to the world is is per- is perfect And all of its mm-hmm. its flaws and beauty and extra everything it's it's enough that's it mm-hmm. right you don't have to do more,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that what um kind of complicates things is the fact that when it comes to MS specifically and many other chronic illnesses, our bodies and lives are always changing. Mm-hmm. MS is an unpredictable yep. disease, you are not gonna be the same person, so you know, next month or tomorrow you might your body may not be the same. You know what I'm saying there might be something that's more difficult for you or you know what I'm saying like it's constantly changing. So I think that kind of complicates things like in a reality where our lives and bodies are constantly changing, how do we keep that positive thought that I am enough? You know what I mean? It's it's complicated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean- hard. I really think that like a lot of that <laughs> goes, um, really kind of leans on like the I w- was calling them in the previous um, podcast. I was calling it rituals, uh-huh. um, but yeah, like yes. for for me and for a lot of women that I talk to, the lady you know those rituals really really helps because every single day you get to reset and you get to revisit yourself, yes, and you get to um, find some gratitude and whatever that whatever. It is for that day, so it's it's almost mm-hmm. like right. a, a daily reset. So, I um and it you know and it's it's definitely a journey because it doesn't start off like rainbows and unicorns every single time. So right. taking that mm-hmm. time and then that's where that appreciation comes from. And when you start your day off with yourself um, and that self focus, like for me, uh, I can really only speak for myself, but. For me, it gives me the courage and it gives me strength, like mentally and physically some days, to to say, okay, this is who I am for whoever is going to see me today, even if it's just me.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
4: And communication is wow. always really important, too. Um, if you are in a relationship or, you know, just communicating with other people, loved ones in your family, friends... And just sharing today, I'm not feeling very well, and um yeah, I don't know how much of the specifics you necessarily have to give. it just kind of depends on the circumstance, but you know right. if you you know would just uh, support me today, just not feeling my best today, I'm um, gonna spend the day at the couch or you know spend the day in bed, uh, whatever it needs right. to be, um, you know, um, just today I'm gonna take a break, and then we can maybe spend some time tomorrow together in a few days, right. whatever it takes. Yeah, communication.
1: That's really good.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: What were you going to say,
3: Jasmine? I thought I heard you. Uh Oh, oh yeah. I, I was everything you guys are saying is kind of what I was saying, thinking about. But I was like, oh, I feel attacked because of the boundaries thing, because that's something that I'm Mm -hmm. working on actively Mm -hmm. in in therapy, because I hadn't accept like hadn't set any boundaries and ended up in bullshit like you said like every single time mm-hmm. and like yes. specifically like my last relationship I thought it was great and then as I look back on it like ignoring all the red sign all the red flags mm-hmm. because I wasn't mm-hmm. focused on me per se. And then it it ended in the sense with the term of you complain about MS like it's cancer.
2: Wow. And, oh God.
3: and so that that phrase that was said to me, you know, kind of really made me shut down with letting family know or friends know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm feeling this way because MS is so unpredictable. You know, like Mm -hmm. one day I could be good and I'm out with my girlfriends. And then the next day I'm like, yo, I need my cane to walk. And sometimes people don't Mm -hmm. get that. And so like for a while, over this past few months, I've been trying to just articulate like, I can't do it. I'm exhausted or I'm tired because when you hear those things or when people are like, well, you were just fine yesterday, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to be that burden to, you know, to the people that you love. So you kind of learn how to suppress certain things or get through it. And then like, I know for me, by the end of the day, I'm like, damn, I'm dead because I've been (laughs) working all day and haven't, taking a break. And then, you know, so that's something I'm working on, but it also aligns with kind of those boundaries and those rituals that you guys were talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Boundaries is like that. That's a huge part of all of it too. You have to set boundaries. You have Mm -hmm. to say, you know, it's almost like you have to put a stake in the grass and say, okay, today I am choosing to love me and this is how it's going to look, you know, however, you know, it's going to look for you um, whether it's going to a spa or just sitting there in, in silence or just laying in bed, you know, whatever, loving yourself and self care, mm-hmm. you know, how you define it is how you define it. And boundaries is a huge part of that too. Um, not letting, I
4: have been in this weird phase where um I've been respecting my boundaries, but it's kind of like in a delayed way. And many times, um, I'll say yes to something and then realize, oh, that wasn't the right decision. And then I'll, I'll back, or not necessarily back out or I'll quit. I'll say, like, for example, the yoga class Mm -hmm. I just told you about, like, I think there's a boundary crossing that just Mm -hmm. happened, um, in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, autoimmunity and pandemics and stuff like that. But, um, Mm -hmm you know, I had a feeling early on that this wasn't quite the group for me. They meet super late at night until 10 PM. I'm not a night owl. And, um, Mm. a lot of stuff like that in a really cold room, um, you know, temperature Mm -hmm. sensitive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) being temperature sensitive in a really cold room with no heater at the time in the rain, um, 10 PM at night. And so, um, I have been like, Struggling, I'm still getting through. Like respecting my own boundaries a little bit more. Like because on re- on uh, instinct, it's almost like I say yes, and then I think about it later, and then I'll change my mind mm-hmm. later and say, oh, you know what? Sorry, you guys. I'm not going to be able right. to do it after all. And I mean, at right. least I at least mm-hmm. I have the boundary, but it's kind of right. delayed, and that's still kind of an inconvenience right. for people, right? So that kind of sucks.
1: I feel guilty when that happens, April. Like if I I will overcommit. Or you know what I mean? Like I'll I'll say, oh, I can do, yeah, you know, I can comedian. do this. I, I'll meet you at three, and then I realize, why did I say that? I do not want to go. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it's almost like you have to just <sighs> go with the flow. You know what I mean? Just like however yeah. you're feeling, minute by minute, <laughs> then I'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah. And right. it
4: kind of leads me to the question, like that power of instincts. So a lot of people believe like your instinct is the right thing and whatever. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. actually not always. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, what did because I, I think say? we're conditioned.
4: Uh-huh. Right.
0: I think we're conditioned to overcome it ourselves. Yeah. We, you know, are yes people. Like yeah. someone asks you if you want to do something or to do something and you're automatic. Um, you're kind of like default response is Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it. And then you realize, you know. Even 10 minutes later, like, no, I, I can't <laughs> Which, do that. I'm not yeah. going to do that.
4: It's like, yeah. yes, I want to, but can I? And, right. Like, does it make sense? Well, no. It yep.
1: goes back to what we <laughs> exactly. were just saying. Like, exactly. I am a people pleaser. And do you all ever feel like that's something that you have to do, having a, having an illness? Do you have to please? You know what I mean? Or do, Are you comparing yourself? Like, well, such and such does does this and they have MS or they have an issue so they can do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't yeah. really, I think for me, like I've
2: learned this over a couple of years though, but um, I will tap into my body about how I feel about what I'm saying as I'm saying it. And if right as the words are coming out, if I don't feel good about it, if I feel something in the pit of my stomach, I'll just say, Right. I'll let you know about that instead of giving a That's definitive mm. answer, because I used to do that right. so much. And then in my head, yeah. like, my word is my bond. Like, I don't want to be a liar, you know, like kind of pressuring myself mm-hmm. into these situations. But now I'm just like, you know, if I feel a little bit unsure, if I don't know what the answer is going to be like, I'll let you know. And I'll, I'll give them a time frame sometimes. But, um, but no, it, it, it's, yeah, for me, I really have to like tap into my body because I know I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And then I'm going to have to live with myself <laughs> at night when I can't really <laughs> right sleep mm-hmm. or when I can't move the next day or whatever. Um, mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, You're people to my, <laughs> yeah. Other yeah, people don't have to
0: live with that's my, other people don't right. have to live with my decisions. I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that's think- a really good thing to, you know, kind of get used to saying, like, I'll let you know. Instead yeah. of yes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of getting into, you know, kind of stopping that just automatic rope. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. And I'll it doesn't you make know. you
2: flaky. <laughs> it makes you, it makes you. I know. Exactly. Yeah, Honest. Yeah.
0: Honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I'm going to practice that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I love that. that <laughs> because that was my next question. You know, what are some things that, that we can do moving forward to maintain this way of thinking, and you just said it. I love what you're saying, uh, Kiana, the rituals and then saying, I will let you know, like I'm s- definitely incorporating that in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
4: me I'm too. Definitely. I think yeah, for, me, for me,
3: like for me living in Atlanta and having a group of like friends, I know if you like seeing on Facebook the meme when it's like women with money, they go out to brunch and buy like all this stuff. And my friends are like doctors and nurses and stuff like that. Mm, And for mm -hmm. me, um, I'm in a sorority. So a lot of my friends are my sorority sisters and they like to dress up and they like to wear heels. And I used to, but I tell them like, I'm just letting y'all know, like it's flats for me. And that was something that I had to set a boundary for myself because Atlanta is like a fashion capital, I feel like sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I had to let, my friends know in a way to kind of reassure myself like I know the rest of y'all are wearing like heels and whatever out to brunch but I'm gonna be the friend in the cute sneakers <laughs> with the cute skirt mm-hmm. like I because yeah I mm-hmm. was one of those people who overcommitted. like all of my friends are wearing heels I'm gonna wear heels too and then I would be literally hurting and not enjoying myself because I was trying to compare to the to My group of a uh, group of friends, and so yeah, I just had to right. like, learn, like you said, like I do the I'll let you know, and I'm also very transparent with my friends like, yo, mm. MS is expensive.
0: <laughs> like, yes, y'all
3: want to do yes. like so much stuff, and we live in Atlanta, and y'all want to go to festivals, and y'all want to do different
4: things. I love Atlanta, but
3: <laughs> I have like, an right to pay for. <laughs> Like, I have a fusion yeah. to pay for, yeah. I have medication to pay for. And so my friends have been very supportive in that. Like, don't worry about it. You know, we have you for this event or we understand. And that works for me is being transparent with them. Because, I, like I said, I used to be like, sure, yeah. And then later on, I'm like, oh, I have three doctor's appointments this week with all these co-pays. Like, it just, yeah, totally right. just don't align. And so I'll just be flat out and tell them, like, oh, no, I can't go because I just paid for this medication okay. or this infusion and stuff like that. I have a, a funny,
2: yeah.
1: right. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: That's good.
1: Um, You all have to forgive this noise. I don't know what's happening inside the house right now, but I'm sorry if you hear. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, what is an alarm, And I freaked anyway. out because I was like, Oh my God, is that, is that like, uh, um, An alarm, alarm. yeah, yeah, a smoke alarm or (laughs) something. So they're taking care of it. I'm not, not going to worry about it. But um, I have a funny story about heels, Jasmine. You triggered a thought that I had. I remember one time I was feeling and overcommitting. I was feeling not so great, and my friends are like, "No, you have to come to this party." And um, and I'm like, "Okay." And one of my friends, he's in a you know pretty well known black, uh, fraternity. So I was like, all right, I'm supporting him. I'm going to go, you know, it's a big deal. So, so we go all of us, all of my friends. And I knew that I should not have worn the heels that I wore. And this was before I started using a cane and, um, but I knew that I needed a cane, but I still was trying to, you know, live on the walk, walk on the wild side, I guess. So, um, So I literally, (laughs) Literally. so I get there and my friend's looking at me and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need a chair. So he had his wife go and get a chair for me. And so I sat down the entire time of this um, event. It was, you know, it was pretty fancy, you know, everybody's in nice dresses and shoes and stuff. And so um, like mid, midway through this whole event, I'm like, okay, I can get up. I can do a two-step maybe, you know, maybe dance a little and then, nope, not at all. I mean, yeah. my heels, everything, just like my feet, just they just didn't work. So this was the most embarrassing and yeah. it was a big lesson for me. It was the most embarrassing thing that had ever had. Well, one of the most embarrassing things. I could not wear those shoes and I didn't have any other, I didn't have a backup. I didn't have any other shoes. So I had to go barefoot. I had to literally take my heels off. This is in DC and walk. You know what I mean? Like inside of the place. I was so disgusted. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, I'm a germaphobe anyway. And oh, just it's so gross, you know? But, um, the point is I was trying to please others instead of just saying, no, Dawn, you're mm-hmm. good. You can wear flats.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't yeah. even have to go, yeah. <laughs> well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, over the next few weeks, uh, we will be discussing a presentation, which is so incredible. It's given by a psychologist and sex therapist, Dr. Stanley Ducharme, and his PowerPoint is all about sexuality and multiple sclerosis. And it's, you know, tips from the, uh, a sex therapist, and that's who he is. And one of the things that he focuses on when it comes to intimacy is self-esteem. Do you all feel that, how can I word it? Um, Well, let me put it this way. How does self-esteem play a role in self-love
0: and self-care? And by extension, then, your romantic relationships with other people. Yes.
4: Oh, wow. Wow. I think self-esteem is a lifelong process in some ways. Like, like, I feel like some days I feel just fine. I feel confident. I love myself. And then I go somewhere else and I'll feel uncomfortable. Um, but then, like, essentially I feel like I do love myself. But there's certain, there certain circumstances that just make me um, just less comfortable. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, for me, like... I have a bit of a different view just because I grew up in a very like body positive home. So that part has never really been an issue for me mm -hmm. until um, I was diagnosed with with MS. And that was very new for me. So now like um, I find that the more, and I don't know how this is going to sound, but the more that I touch my body and the more that I like, move my body in a certain way, the more confidence and the more self-esteem I have, regardless mm. of where I am each day with my mm-hmm. MS. So, um, and it gives me confidence. So like, okay, well maybe today, like my left leg is a little bit shaky. So I know, you know, since I've already been touching myself and moving my body, I already know that this is what's going on with the left side of my body. So if I have an encounter right. with someone that I'm intimate with, then I already have that mm. confidence in myself. So it's, um, right. I think it, it some you know like April said sometimes it's it from day to day it kind of switches and changes but um mm, right I don't know I, I like I said I'm, I'm I'm also a boudoir photographer so I'm always touching my body and examining mm-hmm. <laughs> and examining the right of myself um, right yeah so it, that comes a little bit easier for me but when the days when it doesn't that's when I find that it's more so crucial for me to do that
1: that's yeah that's a gem I love it. Like knowing, okay, the left side is not working today. So if I'm intimate with someone, this is, I'm already confident in knowing that. So let's, Hey, let's just get it going yeah. because I'm good with it. And you're going to be good with it because I'm good with it. Cause you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, so self-esteem, you know, one of, and again, um, we're going to kind of get into a deeper discussion about, um, intimacy, but, is it even possible to be intimate with another person if your self-esteem is, like, at zero? Probably not I think- safely. I mean, physically I possible. Say, I,
3: mean, say I, I, physically. I mean, we know that physically. Not safely. Uh, you um, can't. Whoever, yeah. Whoever, whoever <laughs> exactly. stays not safely. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah. um, I think we all know, like, physically, yes. But, like, mentally, yeah. <sighs> It's not safe. And the, it's the social worker in me in that, like,
1: no yes. matter what,
3: you'll still have a bond with someone ish. Right. And it's kind of like when you are, like, intimate out of low self-esteem, you're going to continue to look for or to something to build that self-esteem, which can then go down a destructive path, if that right. makes sense yes. to me. Now, I'm very much so, like, a liberated woman. Like, I feel like, do what you got to mm-hmm. do. Like whatever. Right. Hell, I'm a pole dancer. But I think the other, the sensible mm-hmm. side of me is like, mm-hmm. if you continue to look for intimacy to in someone else, you're going to just con- like, what if that person doesn't fulfill your self esteem? Then you're going to go mm-hmm. to the next person. Then you're going to go to the next person. And then you're yep. just going to just be like, with MS, we barely got energy, and so it's like now you're about to spend your energy on like everything. Like, girl, yes. So that is that. <laughs> I made my own. Yeah, it's with like that misdirected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and so that's that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. We barely have energy as it is. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah.
1: But no, I get it because it all starts with you. You can't look for someone else to fill your self-esteem tank. If you don't have, Mm -hmm. if you're not full, then why are you trying to search for it with someone else? Nobody can give you, you know, um, those reassured moments of, yeah, I feel confident. I feel pretty. I feel sexy. You know, all of that. Nobody else can tell you. I mean, people can tell you, of course, but if you don't believe it for yourself, then you're going to continue to go down that rabbit hole or run from person to person. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So with all of that said, no, I guess the bottom line is that, like, loving yourself really is number one. And that sounds so cliche. I mean, you hear that all the time. You got to love yourself. But it really does start there. Mm-hmm. You have to know that you're enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, you have to be confident in knowing that. Um, otherwise, everything else is really a waste of time and energy that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the bottom line.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so with all of that said, <laughs> um, I want to thank all of you for joining us on this kind of fragmented conversation, but I think again, it's kind of the, um, important first step before really getting into the nitty gritty of things. Um, as we're gonna do um, over the next couple of weeks. So it really starts with knowing that you're enough and loving yourself. Yeah. So um, I guess um, why don't you, So Kiana, we um, started with you um, last, la- I wasn't say last season, last episode. But can you tell people where they can find you um, online on social media?
2: Yeah, so I am Kiana. Renee on Instagram and on Facebook. I think it's the same thing except without the dot, just Kiana Renee. That's where you can find my, my Facebook page. Well, cool. Thank you. What about you, Jasmine?
3: I'm um, on Instagram. It's poetic and then underscore chaos with a K. And then on Facebook, it's Jasmine with an E and then Lenore, L E N O R E.
0: Thank you. And then what about you, April? You can find me
4: on Instagram at Dr. April Wellness, all spelled out. And also on Facebook at Dr. April Wellness. You can also find the Sisterhood of Limitless Living podcast um, at aprilmorenophd.com slash podcast. Or on Podbean, Instagram, what do you call it? iTunes, everywhere where there's podcasts. Um, Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you guys so much for your transparency transparency and honesty um you know as i'm listening to all of your stories like some of this stuff can be triggering really i mean a lot of this stuff we intuitively know but like really realizing that we might not be there yet when it comes to boundaries and self-love and all these things yeah it can be it's a lot yeah and so I thank all of you for being vulnerable and open.
1: It's a great conversation that needs to happen. And particularly, particularly amongst our community or this community. Thanks for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. You can always subscribe to us on YouTube.
0: And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Bye. Bye.